Hello Geeks, it is Steve here from Frags to Riches and this is episode 90 of the Scent Geeks podcast. This episode is a little bit different to usual, you'll find out a bit more about that in a minute. Uh, before I get into it though and before I bring in my co-host, uh, I do need to tell you about our sponsor. They are, as most of you know by now, Kajal Perfumes. You can uh, go to their website, they've got a great range of really enjoyable fragrances and you can use the, the code GEEKS10 to get 10% off their website so go and do that and check them out and uh, yeah stay tuned because even though it's a little bit different we'll probably mention the giveaway at the end as well so stay tuned for that anyway i'm not alone as you know i am joined by the man from the youtube channel fragmental his name is chris chris how are you doing mate you're right all right steve yeah i'm good hello geeks hi everybody thanks for tuning in once again how are you steve I'm good, mate. I'm good. Not too bad. I say that. I've sort of had a bit of a coldy thing this week. I've done numerous fucking lateral flow tests, etc. But it's always negative. So I think I've got that cold thing that's going around. Mm. So I'm. So yeah. Excuse me if I'm a bit coffee today, but I'm just getting at the, the tail end of it now. I saw a post yeah. on um, Instagram the other day. It's like we managed to survive like a, a 18 months of a global pandemic, and now this sort of cold is sort of destroying the country. It's like loads <laughs> of people are off work. But uh, what about you? How yeah. are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, decent week, busy as usual. I've been doing a few LFTs actually, just just because it seems like uh, I don't know if you guys are, are experiencing this, but the the old COVID uh, thing is is sort of spreading through the schools now because mm, people time. are pretty much back to normal and the kids are a little petri dishes, aren't they? And so we're we're just doing we're just LFTing all the time just to make sure that you know when we're meeting up with people that we we sort of clear and just for our own peace of mind as well. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's, that's a bit, been a bit weird. It's um, did a, I did a PCR as well because uh, you can get them sent to your home now. Yeah, yeah. And the the LFTs I just do the nose the, the nose bit, but um, the PCR I did the mouth the throat bit as well. And uh, I just had my breakfast and I nearly I nearly, <laughs> I nearly brought my breakfast back up. I to- I gagged big time. Don't know if you've done that when you've been shoving it down your throat or not. Did you? Oh, did you know you're supposed to wait like thirty minutes after eating and drinking before you take the test? So I don't know if you did that. But, no, uh, I didn't. No. Let's see okay. if our guest knew that because we've got a guest today, oh, haven't we? Have so we? Before we talk too much, we better bring him in. I've already sitting there twiddling his fucking thumbs. Um, <laughs> so we are joined by a, a YouTube, but more of an Instagram sensation, I would say, as he currently has 18,000 followers on Instagram. His name is Tony, and his uh, Instagram channel or page is uh, Fragdicted. Tony, hello. Are you there? Tell me oh, you are, please. I'm here. Hello, Steve. Hello, Chris. Hey, Tony. Yes. You, you say Instagram sensation, Steve, but I just think Tony's an all-round sensation, just generally <laughs> yes. as a guy. Just I, such I, a charmer, such a charmer. <laughs> he is. He he is a bit of a dish, isn't he? As well, to be he honest. He is. Yeah. Well, we've we've got to say this because we, we're meeting up with him next week. So uh, you know, we've got to we've got to be on good terms, oh, haven't we? Stop it, you two. Stop it. Behave yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> Um, how the hell are you, mate? Anyway, so tell us about your week, and then for the people that don't sort of know you, we'll find out. We're gonna we're gonna sort of interview you a little bit, if that's all right. So we're gonna find out kind of what you're doing in Fragcom, how you got here, how you 
became so successful and we'll find out a bit more about you but just generally how are you and how's your week been yeah it's been a good week um there's been a lot going on in my life i will announce it to you guys on the podcast but i have just got a new job Oh, mm. wow. congratulations. What, thank, uh, can thank you say you. what it is? Or Yeah, it's all, it's all out. My notices period is in. I finish this Friday and uh, the job I have successfully acquired after 18 years for working for Kia, which I don't mind saying, um, other car va- uh, brands are available, by the way, um, is I'm working for Massey Ferguson as an area sales manager. Ah. And, uh, I will be in your area, Steve, traveling all around the different farms, trying to sell tractors and farm machinery and combine harvesters and stuff. I so. need to find out because my, my wife's, hold on, I don't know, like the relation. So it's my wife's cousin, I think it is. But he worked, I swear it was them he worked for, but he did a similar sort of thing. And he um, he's quite sort of high up. He ends up like, he sort of travels um, quite a lot. Um, so I don't know if it was them or it was another tra- tractor manufacturer. I'll find out. So I'll message you after, but I'll find out where he works because he was sort of quite high up. He'd been there quite a long time. So he does something really similar. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah, congratulations, Tony. Thank I'm you. thrilled for you. You you sound really enthused about that. So uh, I'm I'm glad that you. It sounds like you're excited about going into a new job. So that's great. Yeah, it's it's huge for me. Uh, the big thing is for is uh, some family time back. I'm not going to be working weekends for the first time in my working career. Mm. So that that's huge for me. A Friday will a feel like win. a Friday. Yeah, it is a oh, big yes. win. Yes, yeah, so and I, that'll be probably more similar to the sort of sales that I do because you're going to be sort of travelling around a little bit I guess and and visiting sort of customers and potential customers sort of thing rather than obviously them coming to you in the showroom sort of thing is that kind of more what it's like? It's exactly what it's going to be like yeah it's uh, covering an area no more than sort of 50 miles north, south, east and west which as you know is very uh, farmable farming area it's uh, where we live and it's um, it's going to be working from home um, essentially awesome Oh, great! But then yeah, going out uh, on the road a bit and visiting different people. So yeah, it's a, it's it's much more like what you're doing than what I'm doing, if you if you like. So oh, that's cool. I'm 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 really chuffed with it. It's, it's I sort of love my job getting kind of out and about and sort of working from home is really cool. And that'd be nice because we could potentially um, meet up and have some lunch somewhere when we're both out and about. So that'd be cool. Is that what um, people on the road do, Steve? Because another area sales manager doing a completely different job said exactly the same thing. And I'm I'm wondering <laughs> if you do any work or do you just meet people it's for just, coffee all day? It's just, hey, it's, it's, <laughs> if you can log that meeting in the uh, CRM system, that counts. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. No, it's just one big jolly, really. It's what we do. But um, for those that don't know, Tony actually lives quite close to me. So, um, so yeah, we're basically literally in the same geographical area. So in the, in the broads where we are, there's a lot of farmland. So I can see you're going to be quite busy. Yes. So, well, yeah. that's exciting. So, congratulations on that. Um, I suppose we should sort of start talking about fragrances, really. Uh, I don't yeah, know how well, you two feel about that. Yeah, let's do it. Well, shall we bring it round to to Tony and fragrance and and ask Tony? You know, Tony, your for those that don't know, Tony has a YouTube channel called Fragdicted, and his Instagram page is the same name. You're on about two and a half thousand subscribers on your youtube channel uh, i think is that about right tony yeah it's about right just under that yeah yeah um which is not to be sniffed at um i, I remember when i was starting youtube I, I was watching a few videos about you know how you start and how you grow and i remember reading something that said most people who start a youtube channel don't make it to a thousand subscribers before they quit because they realize the work that's involved they realize uh, how consistent you need to be 
um, and they realise how patient you need to be. So, you know, you've blasted through that and uh, you've got to, to the number you're on. So why why did you want to start the YouTube channel to begin with? Obviously, you were into fragrances, as we all were before we started YouTube. But what made you think, I want to start talking about them on camera? Because Instagram came first for you, wasn't it, Tony? Is that right? Yeah. But yeah, tell us how you got into Fragcom. That's yeah. maybe. <laughs> let's. I think let's start. So actually, it was watching YouTube that got me into Fragcom to start with, and that was because uh, actually, Chris, I came across one of your videos, and it, yeah. it opened up uh, a load more videos. Uh, I then subscribed to your channel, and then other things start falling into your feed. So I got. Uh, I don't know if you men um, remember uh, Bilal from Sentimental. He was someone yeah. I enjoyed watching. I think it was. Because because the perfume parlor videos came up and yes. I think as you guys know I started with uh, sort of looking out for uh, dupes as I would call them at the time and uh, inspirations or clones and uh, clones yeah yeah so that, that's how the channel that's not how the channel so that's how my journey began because I was looking up a fragrance a high street fragrance I I is very it smelt very familiar to me and uh, I would search on Google and then a YouTube video came up with high street fragrances and up pop your beautiful face, Chris. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, watch that. And uh, the rest is history from there, really. I started buying more and more. My wife wondered what was going on. I got to probably about 30 bottles, I would say. And then I, from there, I thought, you know what? Uh, I started following. I was on Instagram as my main social uh, for my own personal page. And that's a private page, which I didn't really take. I just look like looking through people's feeds because I'm nosy and uh, started following the people I was subscribed to on, on YouTube and then realized there was a bit of a community there and um, basically decided to start my own page from there. So that's how predicted began was uh, through really Instagram and that was July 2019 so over two years ago now it feels wow. like longer to be honest it feels like longer it to me mm. uh, it's interesting that you talk about community you keep mentioning community and that's what drew you into it and I think you've probably been one of the um, one of the biggest uh, people in in bringing the uk reviewer community together there was sort of a broader community of a few people in england a few people in america and like everyone was like you know new reviewers but i think there's a sort of a closer knit uk reviewer circle now and i, I feel like that that came about largely because of the live streams that that you were doing for quite a while um so i mean great that you did that tony uh, did you feel that you were sort of bringing the community together a little bit more when you started those streams yeah. on your youtube channel yeah i think i think before it, it felt to me that the uk reviewer group no one really knew each other too well and it there wasn't really a UK community and it wasn't something I started but it, it's something I noticed that I felt that the people that I'm watching all the time and the people that are doing videos in and around me so Barry started very close to the time I did and Kevin from Merseyscent started so you start talking and then Jon Snow was a big supporter of my channel as well and yeah I he think scented snowdrops on on Instagram exactly. and Barry is centralized on on YouTube yeah. that's right and we started at the same time uh, on Instagram uh, on um, on YouTube as well and at that time we would speak quite often I started speaking to Steve and Nigel and I think you were one of the last ones Chris I think it was it, I think it's 
as you're coming up through the sort of you're doing more and more videos and you start getting noticed by different people and yeah. I, I i felt that there wasn't really a cohesive uh sort of community of uk reviewers and um i jumped on that a little bit because i felt that the live streams that people were doing not just me at the time but other people as well it was a place for people to get together it was a place for people to talk and i started that one sunday afternoon from my home during covid and uh, that wasn't one where i did the mystery lives uh, that was where i essentially just went live and noticed about probably 10 15 people from the uk reviewing community Mm. So uh, it actually started with, I got I can't take the main credit, our, our little group of people we now speak to actually started through Nick from Talk and Review. Um, he started a little group chat and uh, I, I and other people felt that it was only right that we got other people involved in that and the bigger channels like yourself as well. And I think it's worked quite well. We, we now talk a bit, I would say, and uh, we're a bit closer for it, I would say as well. I think so. Yeah, that that's sort of the the enduring thing for me about my fragrance journey and YouTube journey at the moment is I'm sort of it, we're all I think a lot of us now that have been doing it for a few years are getting to the point where we're seeing we're, we're complaining about lack of original content. It's all list. We're seeing the same things come round and round again. And uh, you, 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 in terms of making the content as well, you, you sort of. You know, whenever a top ten video comes around, I I, I do them, and once I've, I've I'm filming them and I'm editing them, I'm, I am enjoying it. But the the prospect of thinking, right, I've got to talk about ten fragrances in front of the camera now, and that's that's a lot. So there are times when you sort of think, well, do I really want to do this video today? Do I want to make this video today? But the thing that that I have not grown tired of, and the thing that I've always loved is is the people. I've always said that, it, for me, it's the people before the perfume. And I love the fact that we can all have a chat and we can all say, should we go to London and, and meet up and have some food and do some sniffing? And, you know, for me, that is one of the most important things uh, about about the fragrance community. I, I would say that, that's just... like I, may, I try and make a living off YouTube as much as I can. And I would say obviously that's important because that's how, how I help to support my family. But for me, it's the people like you guys that are just as important as the, the monetary aspect of YouTube as well. So yeah, anyway, thanks Tony for, for being the glue that has uh, helped bind a few of us together. Um, can I ask, uh, yeah, also echo Chris there. So thank you because you have basically done a lot to kind of bring the community together, particularly in the UK. Um, just kind of going back a step also this is probably for the sort of non-youtubers and non-instagrammers out there sort of uh, as we sometimes call them muggles but they're not because they're they're frankheads tell us about when this hobby started because obviously you're quite lucky unlike chris and i your other half is sort of quite well our wives are supportive but i'd say she's more active and she gets involved and she supports you and she kind of has her own thing but so tell us about how uh, did you have a conversation with her that you were going to do this? Did you just start and then she found out about it? And then did you kind of get her to do it? Did she start enjoying it as well? How did the sort of from the hobby side, did you sort of get Bex involved and, and what was her reaction to it all? 
Well, the firstly, I think uh, we've had a running joke about this, Chris. Uh, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know coming out, coming. yeah, yeah well, me coming out. <laughs> that 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 was about three months into my my fragrance journey on the Instagram, and uh, she noticed loads of fragrances turning up, and she's like, "What is going on? Like, you don't need any more fragrances. Like, just stop now, please." Um, and then uh, she, uh, I had to come clean and say, "Look, I've started. A, a, I don't know how to talk to you about this, but I, I've started an Instagram page." And she. She just looked at me like I was an alien. Um, she, it looked, <laughs> yeah. You know, a look of disappointment. Um, it, oh. I had the same look, yeah, yes. from my wife, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her libido physically, like, <laughs> dropped in front of you. You just see it, like, yeah. her legs got closer together. It was just I like, can never make love to you again. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, oh. Exactly, oh, like the okay. sex appeal just went to minus yeah. zero. Never had any. It was only about five anyway, but it dropped minus... <laughs> Definitely into a minus figure. And, she started uh, wearing really comfy pyjamas in bed. <laughs> There's no cool points to be won by coming out as a fragrance enthusiast and reviewer, is there really? There isn't, no. Uh, so, yeah, it started with that. And she, she was actually, she was very good. She, she sort of let me off the uh, new fragrances turning up. Uh, that, w- that was fine. And then what happened was that I started doing these lives. And my first live, I would say, was around... Probably around the time of uh, when sort of COVID really took off. That was about the March time. I did a live and Bex was basically asked her to be in the chat to concentrate on people's uh, what people were saying and to basically interact as me. So we logged in as predicted. She did the chat and I was on camera. And uh, basically all she did was take the piss out of me um, uh, in the chat, which was... And she then, we did that for a few weeks, and then she then got used to the people that were were in the chat, which were the Some other regular UK commenters. Reviews. Yeah, and exactly, stuff, yeah, exactly that. And uh, it got to a point where I then would um, she'd be next to me, literally physically next to me, while I'm doing the uh, the live, and I she sort of joked that she's going to have to come on, uh, and she did. She. Uh, Massive credit to her because it's outside of her comfort zone, that's for sure. But I think that she is a natural on camera. She's warm, she's friendly, but at the same time, yeah. she's she's uh, she's fun. She will take the mick out of me, won't she? Um, yeah. She'd be the first person to rip me a new one, and that's why I can't do what we've what uh, <laughs> we're going to it another another time. But another fragrance review <laughs> is doing at the moment. Uh, but yeah. the. What I would say is that she's been, since then, hugely, hugely supportive. And during COVID, she she needed something to do as well and something to keep her mind occupied. Yeah. And then she started... Um, I started giving her boxing lessons, actually, uh, and for payment for boxing lessons because an hour of boxing, an hour of pads isn't cheap, by the way. So I thought, well, rather than charge her £30 an hour... Um, <laughs> how can i how can i get i'm a salesman leave me alone ever the ever the businessman Uh, exactly how can i how can i get some payment back and she is a very keen (laughs) photographer and started taking my pictures so for one photo she got one boxing session so um that's how it started and then within about five posts she had started her own page rather than doing them for me so i was then not getting paid anymore um so yeah it started from that so she was sort of involved in the community for 
a little while. Mm. She has stepped back now a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. since COVID ended, she's had to work full-time. Being a full-time mum, full-time worker, um, something had to give. And uh, she wasn't enjoying it as much because she had other responsibilities. So it, it, yeah, she didn't have the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's still yeah. very supportive of what I do. Will still be the first one to take the piss out of me. Uh, but she's had to take a little bit of a step back now, which I, I, we're both happy yeah. with. And you two, did, you, did, you had a great rapport on camera. It was, you know, it, it was funny. It was, it was a lovely thing to to tune into on a, a Sunday afternoon. And, and also, what was interesting, I'm not sure how if if Bex thinks the, the, the same or you do about this, but I remember on uh, some of the first ones that uh, you were on and you were testing fragrances, and uh, you know, like most of our other halves that aren't into fragrances, she she found most of them quite repulsive didn't she <laughs> she wasn't you know that enamored with a lot of these uh, certainly some of the heavier slightly more challenging fragrances that obviously you know the fragheads uh, are quite into but i think over the time she was doing the live streams with you and she got a bit more into the hobby and she started smelling a bit more and she'd go out sniffing with you a little bit i think her nose sort of tuned into fragrances and, and the complexities of some fragrances a bit more would you do you think that's the case oh 100 you know what it was lovely to see her taste develop and change mm. when when we first started she would literally hate and detest anything tom ford and that was because she associated very very strong fragrances like tuscan leather tobacco vanille and things like that she really didn't like them she thought they were obnoxious were loud were heavy and uh, would give her a bit of a headache is is and she just did not like that heavier type of fragrance um so it was really really sort of put a smile on my face seeing her nose develop especially when I've tested her with something that she didn't like and then going back later I get her to smell something blind she goes oh that's nice <laughs> I, I sort of smirk knowing that she really didn't that's like that test. to start with yeah and uh, I like that. She, she's got a fantastic collection by the way and the reason she's got a fantastic collection because if I've ever bought anything or had anything arrive in the post um she she will text me if I'm at work and she will say, oh, can I open this? So she'll open she'll open my fragrance box of uh, Christmas presents that maybe have arrived and then she'll sniff them all and go, right, this one's mine. And she'll just keep it. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> I don't really get a choice. So she's got a collection, I would say, of about 30, 40 fragrances now and all really lovely stuff as well. So she's got, um, she seems to have the niche collection and I, I, I she's basically nicking all my good ones. Mm. Well, well, thanks thanks. to lockdown, she sort of uh, had a little glimpse into your hobby and understands why you enjoy it so much. So even though she's stepped back a little bit now, she appreciates it and leaves you alone, I suppose, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, she does. And she doesn't (laughs) really. I think if it was still a hobby and I wasn't doing what I'm doing, um, I think I, I, I... I wanted to talk to you about this, Steve. We, we've had conversations about this way, and I've heard you say it many a time, where you um, feel that you may be taking something away from your family if you're, or you feel a mm. bit of guilt uh, with spending... Because fragrance hobby, it's not a cheap hobby. And you feel like you're almost taking something away from your family and you feel a bit guilty for spending the money on yourself. Um, mm. So... I've always been very mindful of that. I'm very respectful of our budgeting and very respectful of uh, paying the bills. And uh, this is really a sort of a secondary thing. And I've always genuinely kept it that way. And I think because I have kept it in check, uh, I don't often really treat myself. She doesn't mind when I do. So we've got that sort of mutual respect for for the hobby, if that makes sense. So uh, that's quite quite healthy, I think. 
No, that's it's very well said. I think you do need that balance because it can easily. It can well. I mean, not being funny, as as with anything that can develop into an obsession, which can develop into an addiction, which could develop, which can ruin relationships. So I think it's really healthy to keep it into check. We've sort of discussed this. Um, before we kind of move on from Bex, I guess we sort of have to ask, like, what is what is her favourite fragrance on you? What is her favourite fragrance on her? And what is your favourite fragrance on her? So there's three, three five quick questions at you there. Do you know what they are? Yeah, I think her, her favourite fragrance on me is uh, Issey Miyake, uh, Loda Issey. Um, Just scent memories. Yeah, and I think everyone, not everyone may be listening, but you guys definitely know the reasons behind that. Um, first date, marriage, that sort of thing, anniversaries. Uh, that's that's the, my go-to fragrance. Uh, that is... She, that's what she really associates with me. So she, that's her favourite fragrance on me. Uh, that has developed a little bit. She really does. Uh, it's been vetoed from the fragrance from this uh, podcast. So I don't think I can say it, but um, I will say it. Uh, the chronic is sort of oh. really, really developed into something that she's really loved on me and associates with me a bit more now. And you know what, Chris, that lovely bottle I bought from uh, Lux Parfum has ended up on her yeah. shelf uh, because, and she wears it often as well now. And I, I absolutely adore it on her as well. Uh, Great. But my- okay, sad, sorry, sad story about the chronic. My, my friend was uh, saying, oh, Chris, um, my, my Prada Extreme is discontinued. Can you recommend anything else? I said, oh, well, I'll, you know, um, use my code and get something off, my, uh, off the website. And I, I said, look, I recommended the chronic because everyone I've ever met loves it. Like my dad loves it. You guys love it. Mm. Um, people say it gets them compliments. I mean, what's not to love about it, right? So sent him a bottle of the chronic and uh, he, he got back in touch with me and said, Chris, I'm sorry. I, I just can't do it. It's just like way too sweet for me. Um, but he is just coming from your, your sort of bog standard designer fragrances. So I think it, yeah, it was it was a bit too much for him, unfortunately. But there you go. Sad story about the chronic. It is, yeah. Uh, the other fragrance I love on her, before we finish on that, is I, I, I associate her with Alien because that's what she used to wear when mm. we first met. And mm. um, the other fragrance I'm really, really enjoying on her, and that was a scent of the day today, was uh, Prada L'Homme Intense, which is, uh, I, I, honestly, I think uh, that really, really works on a female. Uh, it smelled great on her today, so that is, wow. that is another favourite of mine on her which is strange good top top tip there i think yeah that's a good top tip mm. yeah i can really see that that sort of irisy profile working on uh, on females definitely yeah great fragrance 100%. There. Mm. um right shall we uh, sort of move on away from bex but a big shout out to her or <laughs> rex as she got called on one of your lives which um i did make that nickname stick for a little while but uh, <laughs> much to my amusement um, I tell you what, I, I want to, I don't know how we're doing for time, I'm just going to do a quick time check, um, we're probably getting on for a bit. So I wanted to uh, come up with, well actually before I get into that, there's a question from the public. So this is coming off straight out of our arse, um, our audience recognition, recognition section. I did do a little quick shout out, um, it's a bit short notice, but I did ask if anybody had any questions. I didn't say who it was, but I said we've got uh, a successful Instagrammer coming on, I was sort of focusing more on that because um, the people know us from YouTube and I asked people to drop the questions and Johnny Jordan said um, he had a couple of questions with regards because he's got an Instagram account so he said how often should one post while trying to gain a steady following is there such a thing as over posting and should you use hashtags so, so, that, so that's so, from Johnny is it 
yeah from johnny so from your experience we can break it down uh, if to test your memory but yeah how often should you post uh, to get a steady following i mean most people do daily is that what you do or yeah yeah i've 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 posted every single day since i started apart from one week and i really really noticed the uh the, everything just dropped through the floor just through one week uh, so i am a very very anal about posting every day and I don't see it as a pressure because it's something I enjoy I, I plan my posts I take a few photos at once and I usually edit in the evening before I post so my daily post is ready for the next day if that makes sense so mm. it doesn't really feel like mm. it's a chore it's something I enjoy that's the bit I enjoy and you know what out of all the videos and everything that's why I've probably concentrated on Instagram more because it's less time consuming and I've really get into grips with uh, how, a how I like a photo to look and how, how to edit it and stuff so that's what I get a lot so daily I would say is the answer to that okay, um, Tony just on, on that point sorry Steve um, when you uh, say so you, you edit your photograph, what I used to be able to do on Instagram, and I don't know if an update has changed this at all, I used to be able to do the post, write write the post and everything, and then just save it as a draft, mm. and then post it whenever I felt like it the next day. Now, that feature disappeared, mm. so you couldn't do drafts anymore. Is it back, or do you, do you no, use it? No, I don't use it, and the reason I don't use it right. is I've heard horror stories of people losing all their drafts after lots of work going in, and they might not have the uh, information back on their on their phone. Yeah, that or did happen to me, actually, a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's something that, that I don't do it that way. I tend to just have it in my uh, photo roll on my phone yeah. ready to post, so... And then I use my okay. notes and uh, write my post and my hashtags ready in my post before I post. So it's literally an upload is seconds uh, once I'm ready. I need right. to be a bit more organised like that because for me it is, it's kind of like a chore because I do it in one go, I take the photo, I edit it, I put it up. And I, I think if I was a bit more organised like you, but I, I mean, this is for another conversation, really, but I'm just not as enthused in general for Instagram. But um, to go back to Johnny's post, uh, next question, is there such a thing as overposting? I mean... Do you think, is there anybody, people that you see where you think, oh, fucking hell, they're spamming my feed. I'm getting a bit bored of seeing their content. Or is it, you know, how do you feel about you know, overposting? You know what? I'm really not that fast. Even people that tag me, uh, it'd be dangerous saying this live on a podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's never really been anything that's, that's bothered me. I, I've always said that I, I genuinely enjoy the community part of it anyway. Most people that tag me now, I've, I've, I've got to know them, if that makes sense. So we, 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 a little bit of a community in itself so i don't tend to tag other people i don't i don't feel that i want to put that on them especially if there's quite a few comments on the tag it can be a bit uh, a bit much sometimes but personally i don't tend to mind when accounts tag me uh, it, it from a start point i always see it as growth it's always something that's helped me move on anyway you get yourself noticed more and more by more and more accounts and uh, yeah that that there's I'm not really bothered by spamming, so don't worry about that personally. If you're not bothered about it yourself, don't worry about what other people think. I think just, just to get on and post daily and do what you want to do. I don't think people are bothered about seeing a daily post. If you're putting five posts out a day, that's a bit different. Mm -hmm. Like a bit like Jeremy's YouTube videos get, yeah. get a bit much, I think, sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Consistency is key when you're posting any content, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Instagram. Sometimes you hear people complaining, oh, that they're not getting promoted by YouTube, they're not they're not growing. But And if you look at their upload uh, frequency, it's not consistent. And, you know, that's, that's a big factor. Yeah, it's a big, it is a big thing. Um, just on that, just very quickly, the... Um, I've had a message from somebody asking me how I how I grew so quickly, 
and um, I literally bamboozled him with everything I do and he just I, I don't think he could really believe the amount of effort and work and research and everything that I put into it uh, not mm. just the community part but it's it's things like uh, it's it's knowing what time to post what you, all of this information is there in your insights if you're if you're um, set up as either a business or a um, influencer on Instagram you can grab some great data from from your posts and you can use that data to really try and push what you want to do so if you're keen on growing what I would say is really get into your insights and have a look at what type of people are following you where they're following you from what hashtags they use and all that kind of thing it really does make a big difference Mm. That's really what good is it advice. that drives you to grow your Instagram, Tony? What? Why? Why? You're obviously very invested in it. Do a lot of research about how to grow your Instagram. What? What's your end goal? What? What? Uh, why is growing your Instagram channel important to you? You know, when I started, I didn't think. It, you know what? The first thousand followers on Instagram is so difficult. It really is. Once you break, once you tend to break the thousand mark. You, you, your page will go but the driving factor I, I wouldn't say there is one I think I, I've just seen it grow I get a lot of satisfaction from that and it continues to grow and it's just I think a method a process I uh, when I when I get into something I really have to get into it I'm a bit of I wouldn't say I've got an addictive personality but it's just one of those things I'm quite a competitive person as well very competitive person actually and I, I, I find myself wanting to better myself all the time so I've tried to do that through my image quality through my editing skills and I research everything so if I want to research for example what props to put into still life photography or what programs to use I, I research literally everything to the point of what fragrances do well on Instagram as well. And it just, it's, it's a hobby that that's turned into a bit of an obsession, to be honest. So mm. I get that. And it, yeah, it's personal satisfaction. It's a shame. And this is commented on a, a lot by um, creators um, of any kind that um, it's a shame that Instagram doesn't incentivize its creators um, financially, YouTube does. You, you can earn a living off of YouTube. You, you can, you know, it doesn't take long if you put a bit of work in to get monetized on YouTube and start making some some money, um, even if it's just a bit of pocket money. But Instagram, mm, it's, you know, it's for, unless you get big enough to sort of start getting sponsorship and brand deals, you're not really making any money from it, are you? No, you're not. You know what? I can tell you guys live on the podcast now. I've had, uh, I've just started managing a sh- uh, another Instagrammer's shop. Um, and their page it's a brand new brand new page and uh, he's asked me he's approached me because he's liked my content he's liked my photos on Instagram and um, we agreed an amount where I manage his manage his thing so it has led to something else it can it can be monetized ultimately the way I say it to people because you feel like you're a, no, you feel like you're sort of really bad person and you've get I've, I've been made to feel that way a little bit as well when people say they want to grow for the wrong reasons i.e if you want to grow because you want to earn a living from it or you want to grow because you want to monetize it 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 feels a little bit dirty it feels a little bit like you're made to feel that yeah. way and i think that's an absolute load of nonsense because if a lot of people have an opportunity to monetize what they do and love like yourself chris why wouldn't you do that and uh, 
Sure. It, it, but at the same time, it's not something that's going to pay my bills. I'm, I've got this new job. I've had a decent job for years. That is how I earn my money. So to earn £25 for an Instagram post or to get a free fragrance through the post, do you know what? It makes me smile when people say, oh, you only do it because you get a free bottle. Because mm-hmm. although I said I budget, it doesn't mean I can't afford to go and buy that fragrance. So it, it that that does get to me a little bit. It winds me up a little bit that people think in that process, that people think that just people, I'm sure there are some people that just do it for that, but the free bottle, don't get me wrong, it's nice, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean an awful lot to me. That's not what I do it. I do it because I enjoy seeing my page grow and I enjoy creating that content. That's the main thing for me, definitely. Yeah, great. And interesting point about having a sort of workaround method of earning a little bit of money from Instagram as well. I think I'm, I'm, Glad you brought that up. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, along those uh, lines, I feel like I kind of need to ask you before we kind of uh, call it a day here. Um, obviously, you've in the past, Tony, you've been really vocal about people, probably for, for uh, probably because of all the work you've put in, you've been really vocal about people buying followers, buying mm. subscribers, etc., and and trying to highlight that. And like, how I don't know. It's a very broad question, but like. Obviously, we've spoken a, a couple of weeks ago actually about potentially somebody that was accused of buying subscribers. So, how do you feel? That? I guess I've sort of answered the question really, but is it does it upset you because of you've you've done it organically and you've put all this effort in, and others essentially are cheating? Is that how you see it? Or yeah, you know what, Steve, we've had a conversation, and I, I've been accused of it myself, and uh, that that for me, I, I'm really self conscious about watching the page grow, especially two years. The person in the in the inbox didn't accuse me of it, but I couldn't help but go there and think that's what he thinks, or that's what she thinks, and that was. I feel a little bit hurt because of the amount of work that I put into it. And um, on Instagram, I don't tend to get any spikes. YouTube I did earlier on because I've got a brother with a very successful YouTube channel. So we have a live or do something together. All of a sudden, I have a massive uh, influx of people onto my page. But on Instagram, it's been very, very steady um, all the way through. It's been steady growth. And uh, apart from one time when I, I don't know if this happened to other people, I think it did happen to you, Steve, where there was, and I can account to the exact amount, there's about 500 followers um, that seemed to appear in one hour onto my, uh, onto my page. And uh, they very, very, very quickly got uh, sorted out by Instagram and those followers taken, taken down. So it was like a bot had just sort of inf- in- infiltrated my Instagram and started giving me some really unusual followers but it was all within an hour and that got sorted out within a few days Uh, apart from that um, in terms of buying followers it does feel like to me I quite happily say it does feel like cheating it does feel like especially when I work so hard at it if someone is able to find a way in which to overtake that hard work it's like I think I've heard it referenced to this before. It's like cheating yourself at golf, isn't it? It's like you've gone out on the golf course yourself on your own and uh, you, you try and play to your handicap and you take a shot and you've rolled the ball and you don't count it. Oh, that didn't count. It's, 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 it, it, <laughs> yeah. that, that's that, like that's that. the way I see it. And I just think, well, well why? Why? Um, so, yeah, I feel self-conscious because... I feel that people look at your account. I don't, it don't feel like you feel that you can get big without people looking at that, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, but two years isn't 
it's quite a long time for I think for 18,000 followers I know there'll be people sat there on three four five thousand followers but if you look at my page and look at your page and look at that and think well I'm he's posting every day he's putting 30 hashtags on every post he's researching those, those hashtags are relevant the content he's creating is relevant it's not all niche fragrances all the time it's a mixture of all different things I research all of that and I put the hard work in so yeah it's a little bit hurtful when uh, people might think that of you but uh, I can mm. I can honestly say that uh, that isn't something that I would ever do or or even think about it wouldn't even cross my mind so it's quite alien to me when when other people do do it well, good for you, Tony, because 18, 18K is a heck of a number. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously that reflects all the hard work you've put into it. So, yeah, good for you. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, well done, mate. Um, we're getting on for time, so we might mm. have to sort of uh, put put a prick in it, as they say. I think that's the phrase. <laughs> um, <Okay>. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, call it a day now. But uh, while you're here, Tony, if we, we wrap this up, um, do you want to actually record, like, an, uh, in inverted commas, a normal episode with us? Do you want to jump on a, and we'll do record another one while you're here? That would be that? amazing. Yes, definitely up for that. Thank you. There we go. So Great. everybody can, um, obviously this will drop as normal, but then Tony will be with us next week, essentially, for when you listen to it, because we we're going to record another episode now. Um, so you'll get double whammy of, of Tony. But um, yeah, is there, for this episode, Tony, is there anything you want to say, sort of just to shout out anybody or do anything before we kind of wrap up? No, just to everybody following, everybody that interacts with me daily, um, I'll, I'll say hashtag Pasta Gang, they know who they are. Uh, I've got a group, uh, lots of people that follow and we talk to and I interact with, so I'd just like to thank everybody that, that, that brings a smile to my face daily. Thank you. And thanks to you guys yeah. too as well for having me. Oh, no Very worries. welcome. Now, thanks for coming on, Tony. I am looking forward to chatting to you more in the next episode. Yeah, Excellent. me too. Have you got anything you want to say, Chris, before I kind of say goodbye? Uh, well, thanks for listening, Geeks. Hope you enjoyed us uh, doing this uh, little interview with, with Tony. And please make sure you check out his uh, Instagram, Fragdicted, and his YouTube, the same name, um, before you uh, you go to bed tonight. I don't know where that came from, but just go and follow him. <laughs> yeah. or, or do it when you are in bed. I mean, he, as I've said, he is yeah. a dish. There's or not on many, the toilet. There's not Wherever. many photos of him, actually, unfortunately, but he is a bit of a dish. So do go and check him out. So um, <laughs> while you're in bed, it'll be a, a little treat to fall asleep to. Damn right. Um, thanks again thanks again guys um, another shout out to us to our sponsor I think we've actually I can't remember if we've announced this the latest winner but if not I'll do that in the next episode so it's a bit more relevant because this is a little bit of a one off but yeah do yeah, go and check out week. we did did we oh good bad yeah. memory um, so yeah go and check out our sponsors Kajal uh, Perfumes uh, go and check those guys out um, go and find them on Instagram and there's a specific Scent Geeks post um, read the instruction there basically you've got to tag some friends and um, use a hashtag and then you'll get entered into a draw to win a free bottle um, and we still want to hear from some of the winners do keep, please get in touch if you are, are a winner and let us know what you thought to the fragrance other than that thanks for listening uh, geeks and the three of us will be in your ears again next week uh, have a week geeks bye, bye.